get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? Welcome back to What Up Though Podcast. As you can probably hear, since I don't normally do the intro, this is just me, Mike, here for the time being. But don't don't be concerned. Me and Otis are cool. This ain't no Jesus and Miro type shit. This ain't no Joe Budden type shit. We're smooth. Podcast ain't dead. Everybody's all right. But, um, you know, it's been a while since we put an episode out. Uh, a while being a bit of an understatement. It's been about four months uh, we've never had a hiatus like this before, and I think it just comes. Well, I don't think I know. Uh, it, it comes to the fact that both of us uh, had a lot of shit going on around that time. This was, I think, our last episode was like mid July, so putting us somewhere around the end of July. A lot of stuff going on. We need to take a step back for a little bit, but I just wanted to assure you guys, in in whatever capacity, what up though podcast will be back. And this is not a situation where even though you're only hearing me right now, this is not a situation where me and Otis beefed out. We ain't cool. None of that's the case. Everything is smooth, at least with us as a pair. Everything is smooth Um, and everything is smooth with us for the time being um, individually as well. It's just that we just had shit that we had to deal with and we're still trying to work out how we're going to get back recording on like a regular schedule and whatnot. But, you know, I wanted to take some time out. To kind of just one, like just get in front of you guys and do an update, just because I mean it's his rude as fuck for us to be <laughs> for us to be gone for nearly four months without saying shit. So I figured this would be a good time, just uh just because of the nature of my schedule right now. This would be a good time for me to at least get in front of you guys and and if there are any fears about uh the future of this podcast or myself or Otis or us collectively. I want to come on and uh, alleviate any of those fears. Like I said, we both smooth. It's just that, um, like I said, we have some shit we need to work on. But I also want to maybe take a little bit of time out since I got you guys here to not just be like, hey, everything's cool. Shit's going to be coming back. I promise. And then like hang up on you guys. So I figured it'd be a good time to kind of just sit down. I got myself like a smaller cigar and just take a little bit of time out. Just kind of update you guys on my life. Because, you know, uh, you know, when we start recording again, maybe Otis can uh, give you some stuff about what he's been uh, doing over the these four months or so. Uh, I, I don't know if it's any, <laughs> I don't know if it's anything interesting or not, but because um, we don't talk uh, in a substantial way like that, where it's like, hey, what what are your uh, what, what's your, what's your life like today? Are you OK? Have you have you been dealing with anything like I mean, we probably should. But I mean, it's, it's normal shit like, yo, this pisses game is lit as fuck <laughs> like that, which which <laughs> for the record is not something we've said <laughs> often this season. But um. Yeah, uh, I wanted to get on here and talk to you guys a little bit about uh, just, you know, just update you on my life, what's been going on. So I also uh, wanted to point out real quick that one of my concerns when first broaching the the idea of starting a podcast, and I did uh, approach Otis with this idea first, but one of the, one of the things that prompted me to want to start a podcast, but a podcast with a co-host was that I, I just felt like 
me just talking doesn't fucking work. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just not that fucking interesting. I don't know if I can really, I'm not even carrying a conversation. I don't know if I can carry a podcast, just me talking. But, you know, as any of you listeners know, I got my own YouTube page called One Mic where I do TV and movie reviews, mostly TV reviews. And that's just me talking for about, I don't know, as little as 15 to 20 minutes and as much as 30 to 35 minutes. And over the course of the almost two years that I've been doing that channel now, and that two years comes sometime sometime in November, uh, over the course of that two years, I've gotten a lot more comfortable just kind of sitting and talking, especially because recording those videos, it, it it's I don't want to say it's high pressure, but it kind of is the way I do it. It's just me. I don't have a team. I don't have people who I can, you know, just sit and talk and then some other motherfucker is going to edit it and make it look cool. I don't have that. I'm not a big fan of editing in general. As you guys know from this podcast, we don't really edit shit out. So I'm not a real big fan of editing in general. So essentially, whenever I do a one mic video, it's one take because I'm not about to like go back and edit mistakes and all this kind of shit. Like every now and then, I'll edit something out. Like for instance, what time, what time I said nigga in one of the videos, and I'm like, this ain't this ain't the lane for that, because <laughs> it just kind of slipped out. That's the kind of shit I'll go back and I'll edit that out. But generally, I very, very, very rarely edit those videos. And if I do, it's like one thing. Like I might fuck up, and then I'll pause for a long time, and then pick back up, and then I'll edit out the fuck up in the pause. But I mean, I've probably done that less than ten times. And I have about 500 videos on YouTube. So that lets you know, I do not edit shit. And with that kind of like one take pressure of like, okay, get your thoughts out, get them out in an organized fashion so that they make sense. Make sure you cover everything you want to talk about and don't fuck up <laughs> while you do it. That level of, of pressure has made it, it made me feel right now a little bit more comfortable with doing something like this where I can just sit down pop a mic in front of my face pause and just start, <laughs> and just kind of just start talking and feel confident that whatever I say is going to come out halfway decent you guys are going to kind of sort of like it and it'll be fine and that's not to say that I feel like one day I'm going to do a solo podcast like I, I don't I've never even entertained that thought but when I got the idea to kind of hop on a mic pause and <laughs> kind of update you guys on Mia O's absence, I thought, you know, maybe I could just talk a little bit about my personal life, what's been going on with me over these four months. And, you know, that'll that'll be something that they can listen to. And since I'm kind of accustomed to talking, you know, on my own at this point, it shouldn't fucking suck. So let me try that. Uh, and actually, that is a nice little neat segue into the one thing that I, the first thing that I wanted to talk about, which was the YouTube channel. Um, it's going, I'd say, fairly well. Um, I'm always overly hard on myself because I'm nowhere near where where I want to be as it pertains to the YouTube channel. Um, right now, as of today is November 7th, I would say at some point today or tomorrow, I'll probably cross uh, 2,400 subscribers. And I know like like that's kind of a lot, right? Like I feel like most people like you have 2,400 people that subscribe to your channel. That's a lot. But at the end of the day, the way I interpret success as far as that channel goes is how 
how much closer it puts me to my goal of being able to quit my day job and do this shit full time. And I'm not even fucking close to that. Because, of course, to get to that point, I need to be making as much money doing YouTube as I make at my job. And I don't even make as much money in a month on YouTube as I make in a day at my job. So, like, it's not even fucking close. Um, but I would say that after two years, I feel like momentum is kind of building, like envision, like, you know, the snowball that rolls downhill and it gets bigger as the snow collects. I gotta tell you, I can't I can't ignore my cigar, y'all. Y'all know how it is. But envision like you know, like the snowball. And I feel like the snowball is starting to gain some momentum. Um, and I've also noticed that I need to work on capitalizing on the videos that do well for me and not stubbornly stick with the ones that don't. And that was a change that I made probably during this four month or so hiatus from what up though is that i'll look at something and i'll be like this isn't working so i'm gonna abandon that and that has helped me because it stops me from piss pissing away time on videos that 60 fucking people are gonna watch but that take me two hours to make and then i can shift that time to something that a thousand people are going to watch. And like, that's kind of where I'm at right now is trying to consistently have videos that are hitting about a thousand plays, which again, that's not shit. You know, I'm looking for five, six figure, six figures on plays on every video at this point. So I'm, I'm nowhere near my goal. Now, granted that gets that snowball can accumulate really fucking fast, but right now it's still at a spot where like my, my current like next step, is kind of getting to a place where I'm getting about a thousand plays on each video. And I do that by focusing in on the things that, that get plays and shifting focus away from those that don't. So like right now I'm covering the white Lotus on HBO. The, uh, the first episode that I did, I think it's sit, it's for episode one. It's sitting at like about 600 something plays, which, you know, like, immediate thoughts after what I just said about a thousand, you might be like, well, that's not really that close. But the way this works is like, it seems like uh, they, they, they progressively get better throughout the course of a season, as far as like the, the number of plays on a video. So starting with episode one at over 600 plays in the first week is, is good. Like that's what I want because now episode two, which I have, which is currently uploading and might actually be done by now. Now I'm expecting episode two to hit that thousand number. And if episode two, if I'm already hitting a thousand at episode two, that's good. Cause now I feel like, okay, I'm probably going to get a thousand every week with this one. And that's where I'm at with handmaid's tale. I'm getting about a thousand every week with that. Um, I'm doing uh, the peripheral on Amazon. That's a really good show, by the way. Uh, that one I'm, I'm already doing. I did a thousand in the, uh, it wasn't quite the first 24 hours. I exaggerated a little bit, but it was close. Like maybe like the first 28 hours I did a thousand on the, it's the second video, but it's for episode three because they put out two episodes on the first week. So video one covered episodes one and two, and that one did pretty good. Like, I think it got up to like, probably like in the 900 range. Uh, by by the time episode three aired, so when episode three aired, and I put that out. Actually, I think episode three is the one that did nine hundred something, and then this one for episode four, which is the third video, but for the fourth episode, that one is the one that did like a thousand, like out the gate. 
and it's sitting at somewhere around 1500 right now. And that's a show that I put the video out uh, like midday Friday. So it's sitting at about 1500 at, oh, okay, midday Monday. So what's that? Uh, Saturday, Sunday, th- up. Almost exactly 72 hours later, it's sitting at about 1500. So I'm pretty happy with that. And I want to focus on those things and do like like what I did with like uh, Marvel and Disney. I don't cover Marvel and Disney. I'm just not popping enough. I put out a a, a review of a Marvel show. It's going to do fucking 50, 60 plays or some shit. And I'm sitting here like I need to get be getting around around a thousand. Per video, what I'm what the fuck I'm gonna give the same amount of time to some shit that's gonna give me seventy plays as I am to something that's gonna give me a thousand. How about I swap out the seventy play thing for another one thousand play thing? And of course, that's not something I'm gonna know beforehand, but it's something I can kind of gauge based on popularity and eyeballs. Whereas, like with the peripheral, it doesn't have a ton of popularity in the sense of like, there's probably not a ton of people covering it, but there is a kind of, it's seemingly a lot of people watching it. So that's kind of like that perfect state you need to be in uh, with Marvel, for instance, or with, Di- with this, I said Marvel or Disney. I think I meant Marvel. I meant Marvel and Star Wars uh, with Star Wars and Marvel. I might put, I put out a video with that. There's probably more people covering it on YouTube than there is watching it. So um, that's where I'm at right now. Trying to work toward, consistently a thousand plays on everything I'm putting out and then increasing, continuing to increase the plays per video, continue to increase subscribers, subscribers and get to a point where eventually I can leave my job. Um, right now, my next goal I think needs to be to, to get screeners because timeliness is another big factor there. And if I watch something, uh, if I watch a Sunday show and I get the video out Monday afternoon, that's great for me being someone who, did not see the episode until it aired. But if I can get screeners and now say a week ahead of time or two weeks ahead of time, I don't even know how it works. I can watch the episode however many times I need to watch it, get my notes organized, work on the video. And I have time to do that to where now that show airs and immediately when it airs, I could put out a very polished, clean and well done video. that's not rushed or anything like that. So now the quality is going to be better it's going to be even more timely. I feel like that is really going to fucking skyrocket me because a lot of the people that watch it love my shit. They're like, I can't believe you don't have more subscribers. I hear that a lot. And it's it's amazing to hear, by the way, to, to have this many people telling you that they feel like you should be more popping than you are. Like, that's super cool, but I got to find a way to get to that point consistently and... I think the best way to do that is to get a little bit more timely to where like now I'm putting shit out at the same time as everybody else who's more popping than me. So now it's a it's a matter of quality and not a and timeliness is no longer a factor. I don't have to worry about the people who put their shit out right when an episode airs eating up all of the views while I got to wait until Monday afternoon to get started. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at with that. If any of you guys got any uh, tips on uh, how to get screeners, feel free. And then um, uh, there was one other point I had about uh, about that. Oh yeah, the Patreon. I did a I created a Patreon for that too. Uh, the Patreon's kind of cool. I think I got like five tiers on it. The one dollar tier, uh, you get my fight talk videos where I just talk about like MMA and boxing. Um, I put those out monthly, 
usually after that month's UFC pay-per-view. And then I'll cover pretty much everything I watched over the course of that month, which is usually like three or four UFC events, uh, one championship event, maybe some boxing, like the one I just put out. I talked about the Jake Paul and Anderson Silva fight. There was a uh, the weekend before that. There was like four like four big fights in one day, uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, the three dollar tier, you get um, you get uh, retro reviews, which is uh, I think I might have talked about it on here before. It's a video series where I watch something that I thought was dope as a kid when I or as a teenager when I really didn't know what I know now, and I want to see if the shit just kind of holds up. So like that's something that I I, I put out uh, uh put that out it's supposed to be monthly but it's kind of like as I get a chance to do it um the next one's gonna be on Dark City which is a movie from uh, I think the late nineties and I'm gonna watch that and I'm gonna see like okay does this shit hold up so that's retro reviews you get that at about three dollars uh five dollars you get fight talk and retro reviews and the opportunity to request something so like you could be like hey I want you I think you should watch it's not even I think, because if you pay for it, you get to <laughs> there's no thing. Hey, motherfucker, watch this shit. <laughs> and I got to watch like the first two episodes of it. And I'll do a video giving you my thoughts on it. Uh, one of my patrons requested uh, an Amazon show called Tales from the Loop. And I did the video for that for those first two episodes. But I like the show enough that I watched the whole thing. So um, and I'll be talking about that on Mike's Musings, which you get at the ten dollar price point. <laughs> uh, every price point, you get all the stuff that came before it, plus another thing. So. Uh, you get Mike's Musings at the $10 tier, which includes everything at the $1, 3 and $5 tier, plus Mike's Musings, plus you can request more uh, more reviews. So, like, say, for instance, the person who requested that I watch the first two episodes from of Tales from the Loop at the $10 tier, they could have requested I watch the whole thing. Um, and then there's a $25 tier that's like a sponsorship where essentially you can just kind of use my platform to promote your shit so like if you got something that you want me to talk about i can be like hey my 25 dollars sponsorship person so-and-so got this thing popping check them out here's a link blah 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 blah, and that's that so uh the patreon is doing decent i think i got maybe like it's not a lot maybe like nine patrons so far uh which isn't too bad um i didn't expect to get hardly any right away but nine is not bad so i'm kind of happy with that uh, so that's that's where I'm at with uh with one mic. Uh, another thing that I wanted to talk about. There's only three things that I have here in my my little notepad that I wanted to talk about on this little update episode. The second thing is one of the most traumatic things that has ever happened to me in my whole last life. Uh, happened during this hiatus. Um, it's not hyperbolic to say that this day was probably the second worst day of my life. It was a it was a rough rough experience. I'm going to relight my cigar before I tell you about it though, just for dramatic effect and because I need to relight my cigar. Yeah, that's the stuff. So <laughs> um every year except for the covid years uh, my wife's family has a family reunion in a uh, kind of obscure town in Canada where they're from. And they have it at like this campground that their family owns. Everybody brings like their RVs and shit and their trailers or whatever the fuck they're called. And everybody just kind of like hangs out there. You know, people be grilling, listening to music. There's like a kind of almost like a club night. <laughs> uh, 
and and it's just it's just everybody brings their kids. It's just like a big family kind of like get together that lasts for an entire weekend. Usually I'm kind of in and out. Like I'll go, then I'll come back home or I'll uh, stay home and come late, whatever the case may be. Uh, this year was the first year back in a little bit. And I went, I think I, I think this year I went later rather than the opposite of going and then coming home. I went a little bit later. I think, oh yeah, I remember that weekend there was, wait, was that the same weekend? I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter what weekend it was. <laughs> um, they usually have this big giant fucking trampoline and shit that uh, all the kids play on. And my youngest daughter, Elizabeth, she's three. She was jumping on the trampoline and she says she wanted to get down. So I'm like, all right. So I get up and I start to walk over to get her down and She's already done jumping. She's standing still. She's not bouncing anymore. And she starts to try to climb down herself and she loses her grip and falls. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I run over to pick her up and she's crying. And I pick her up and I look at her arm and it looks like a fucking schwa, like that fucking wavy punctuation thing. I'm like, oh, my God, I think her arm is broken. And she's so fucking small. And to see her arm like that, I oh my god, I just, I don't even, I I don't even want to think about it because it's one thing to see your kid like that, but Elizabeth in particular because she's so small. I mean, if it was Victoria, it would have turned into a whole fucking thing that would it would have been a hundred times worse if it was Victoria than it actually ended up being. But just in that moment to see her and because like Elizabeth is small, even for a three year old, she's really small. And for her to to see her arm like that, I, I mean, I I, 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 I can't. I think about. When I uh, when my father passed and I was told over the phone that he had gone and I went to the hospital, that he, the hospice that he was in. And walking into the room and seeing him there like lifeless and the way like I, I I gasped almost to see it and broke down seeing seeing, you know, your father did. It still was not as bad as seeing Elizabeth's arm like that. Like it wasn't like it wasn't no bone poking out or nothing like that. And that's because kids bones when they're that small are a lot softer. So they don't snap. They just kind of bend. Uh, or they'll they'll break a little bit on one side, but stay connected on the other. This is what this is what the doctor told me. And yeah, like like that was, I think, yeah, it, it's 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 hard to put into words. You know, I, I I handed her off to my wife, and by this already Elizabeth stopped crying almost immediately because she's so fucking hardcore, man. Like, I I I I can't put into words. Not just it's it's tough to say the respect that I gained for her because she's three. So it's not like it was a conscious decision to be a fucking badass, but like just in comparison to how in shambles I was, it was almost inspiring to see how how tough she fucking went to sleep on the car ride to the hospital with a broken fucking arm. She went the fuck to sleep. Like, I don't know. I feel like most kids would be screaming the entire time, but we had a long drive, mind you. Um, 
But that wasn't the end of my shitty experience. Like, so I handed her over to my wife in the moment. And I went back to the car and I got in the car and I started crying because I was just like, oh, my God, I, I, I can't believe this happened. And I, I, I kept seeing it in my head and it, it I developed almost like this that day, like this nervous habit where I would like uh, rub my thumb on my knee. Like I put my hand on my leg like while I was driving and I was so like tense and, and, and I was just like rubbing, like scratching almost like my thumb across my leg over and over. And I started doing that anytime I would think about. I'm doing it now just like just automatically when I start thinking about that day, but we get to the hospital and we go to the emergency room. We're at the children's hospital in downtown Detroit and a fuck me. Just dropped my cigar ash all over my clothes. Anyway, uh, we're at the children's hospital in downtown Detroit and we go to, uh, I guess the triage, whatever, where they check you in. And the three of us are back there and my wife needs to go to the bathroom. She's trying to hurry up and do that. At the time, she's like however many months pregnant, eight months, <laughs> something like that. And she goes to the bathroom and the doctor who was checking us in is like, oh, OK, I'll be right back. And so it's just me with Elizabeth sitting on my lap. And that was when I like, I lost it. Like I, I like started crying, crying. And she looks at me and she goes, it's okay. I'm okay, dad, dad. And like hugs me. And I'm just like, how the fuck am I sitting here completely like, like more broken than your arm and, and you, the three-year-old are comforting me. Like, I'm okay. Like, stop crying. Nigga. I'm cool. Like, <laughs> that's how she was doing me. And like, it was just, it was oh, such a bad fucking day, man. And, and, you know, eventually they, you know, we're in the hospital for probably about four hours that night. It, by this time, it's nighttime. And they're, you know, we're preparing for her to get a cast. And she gets the cast on and everything's, you know, fine from that point on. And, and for about three, four weeks, she had the cast on. And even just seeing her that small, having that big ass cast on. It, it it was just such a bad fucking experience, man. Like I, I, for the rest of my life, I'll never forget that. And the irony is that she's never going to remember it. Like I'm going to like, I saved the cast and it'll be one of those things where like, I'm going to show it to her when she's like nine and she'd be like, wow, that happened. Wow. Cool. All right. <laughs> I was show her the pictures like, oh, okay, cool. Whatever. And I'm just like, you know, that was one of the worst days of my life, but I'm glad that you don't give a fuck. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was uh yeah, that was an experience. And then um on the opposite end of the spectrum of uh the ways in which you can have an experience, uh I had the great experience of on September 7th, two two months ago today, uh my fourth kid was born. Uh she's uh it's another girl. So now I have one boy and three girls. Uh, her name's Anastasia. Um like I said she was born on the September 7th. Uh so now I have a uh, now, fourteen-year-old boy. My son just started high school this this school year. Uh, Six-year-old daughter. She just started first grade this year. Elizabeth at three. She's still at uh like daycare, uh pre-K, and then now uh, a new infant in the house. And I've been, you know, I took, I get three weeks of paternity time with my job. I took that three weeks off, but because of COVID and the pandemic, 
I am, and, and also because I crossed the 10 years of service mark at my job, when you combine the fact that we were working from home during COVID, so I'm like, why the fuck would I take time off work? I'm already at home. <laughs> like, what am I going to take time off work for? And so I didn't take like any time off work during the whole two years of the pandemic where it was like, you know, really at its peak. I didn't take any time off. And then once you get 10 years in, the the rate at which you accumulate PTO increases. So I got to a point where I was maxed out on time or close to it. I would never allow myself to actually be maxed out because then you're working and no longer accumulating. Uh, I got to a point where I was at the max for my, for my, uh, uh, what's the word? Oh my God. Seniority. So at 10 years, the max amount of PTO you can accumulate is 420 hours. So that's 10 and a half weeks. I reached that number. <laughs> so like I like, I have to take time off because I'll be damned if I'm going to be working and not accumulating time. So uh, this, and for the record, our time, the way we accumulate, we accumulate PTO every pay period and it keeps rolling over. So until you reach that max, which most people don't, but I reached that max so in addition to the three weeks of paternity time that I got automatically, I took an additional four weeks of my own PTO. So now I'm still sitting at, uh, I think I'll, at the end of the next pay period, I'll be close to seven weeks. So like I'll st I'm still at six, about six and a half weeks or so uh, right now. And um, yeah, I took an extra four weeks. So I was off from, September 7th, the day the baby was born. Actually, I was off on September 6th because uh, we had a uh, a scare where it looked like the baby was going to be born. So I didn't go to work <laughs> and the baby wasn't born. But um, I took September 7th off and I was off work until today is Monday, uh, November 7th. I was off work until last Monday. Last Monday was my first day back at work, October 31st. And then, uh, you know, and then I went back into the, we started going back into the office three days a week. So I went to the office on the first, second, and the third. And that's how that's been. And yeah, I mean, it was cool. That allowed me, that afforded me the opportunity to spend more time working on the YouTube channel and whatnot. And that, you know, that showed some fruit, but I just got to, you know, again, keep working at it. I wanted more growth during that time period than I got. And now my time is going to be limited because if I'm in the office at work, I'm not at home recording videos. So uh, that's going to, I don't want to say it's like uh, it's not like it's going to hamstring me really where it's like I can't quite do what I want, but it's just going to make it a lot more difficult if a show comes along that airs at a, at a time where I need to put a video out on Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday. It's just going to become a thing like how I talked about timeliness earlier. It's just going to become a thing where now I can't put the video out until nighttime as opposed to like late morning, early afternoon. So it's just going to make things a little bit more complicated in that regard, but I'm going to keep pushing through and keep trying to make it happen. So um, I don't know how long it's been going, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. So just like I said, I just figured, you know, it's been nearly four months, probably a good time for me to get in front of you guys and let you guys know that uh, what up though podcast will be back. Uh, me and Otis are cool. So it ain't no, ain't no breakup. We're not Jesus and Mero. We're not Joe Budden and everybody who's ever worked with Joe Budden. <laughs> we're neither one of those entities we all we both smooth what up though podcast we'll be back and i will see you guys when that happens and uh i guess i'll wrap up with just a, a solo piece
You can find a What Up Do podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, all of them. Do you listen on iTunes? If you haven't already, drop us a review. If you got questions, you can send them to What Up Do Podcast at Gmail. That's W U D U P D O E P O D C A S T at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook or you can find us on Twitter at What Up Do Podcast. Peace.